Motorsports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. It is that time of the Sunday when we take a look at Harness Racing. Fred Hastings joining us again this morning. G'day, buddy. How are you? And how was it calling your horse last night? <laughs> uh, look, it's not easy. And, and I know it's, uh, you know, I'm not... You're allowed to be biased, you know. You are allowed to be yeah, biased when it's your one. Yeah, look, it's a big thrill. It's, it's you know, you, you go from one week you're calling Miracle Miles, next week you're calling your own horse winning a race at Menangle. But, you know, like Darren's done it with uh, his horse and, and, and Maddie's done it with Greyhounds. And you go back to the, the likes of uh, Brian Martin calling Fields of Omar winning Cox Plates. You don't get much bigger than that. But, yeah, look, it was a, a nice comeback for Heaven on High. That's the horse we're talking about, 150.5. He really um, excelled on the clock. He, he He's a uh, former fifth Australian start last night. He's made it three wins and two placings, one of those placings in a Group 2 carousel. Um, but it was good to see him back because after his first prep, he had a break. He came back and was in work and he just had a slight leg knock and uh, David Thorne, trainer, didn't want to risk him and you know rush him, so he tipped him back out straight away and gave him time to heal and he's come back on the back of a decent trial uh, behind a pretty handy horse who happened to place in a miracle mile and win a chariot's better eclipse. He he ran third in the trial behind better eclipse a few weeks back. And um, look, he, he needed some luck on the turn. He was in behind the leader. Uh, my ultimate buyer and his outstanding horse had just gone really quick up front and he just got a bit leg weary up the straight, Byron, and he rolled up the track and the run came for heaven on high. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a big thrill to uh, to call him winning another one. So on, yeah. uh, he'll race all things being equal, Grant, next Saturday. Um, there's a, a nice heat and final coming up at Menangle and uh, hopefully um, he'll be good to go next uh, next Saturday. Sorry to distract you from your, your segment, but I just wanted to get that in. I know it's, having sat, sat in the studio when I've had greyhounds running, it's, it, it makes going to work so much better. But to be able to call your own race, that yeah, that's next yeah. level. It is. It's. It's. Look. It's exciting. You, you, you're cognizant of not being too bias over the top in your call <laughs> and bias. And you know, sometimes you've got one one eye on uh, one horse and one eye on the other nine. But uh, you, you, you can't really afford to do that in, in at this level. You've got um, you know a lot of lot of uh, lot at stake and punters and uh, owners and trainers of other horses. They want their horse. Uh, called and given due respect, and that's what I try to do. But uh, I've got to say, when when he crossed the line, uh, there was a little bit of a fist pump. Yeah. Um, so good thing the camera wasn't uh, in the broadcast box screen. And beyond, it was a good meeting, mate. Yeah, and beyond that, there, mm. yeah, beyond you know the fact that you got to call your race, there were some other races on the program that would have got your your blood pressure up a little bit too in a positive way. Yeah, look, there were some close finishes, and my guest about to join us now. Uh, uh, is uh, no stranger to the winner's circle at Menangle, but last night was a bit of a special one because trainer Joe Connolly was able to pick up a metropolitan treble in the training ranks. His stable driver and uh, very uh, good uh, uh, mate, uh, Seaton Grimer, a young fella going places, he landed a metropolitan treble, including the free-for-all, which was taken out by Jimmy Locke. 27-3 the quarter and Pete said so. Kicks away from outer Orlando the inside. Down the outside Bunduran's trying to rein them in and right off the track Hooli Nian comes with a big run. It's still Pete said so the leader 100 to go. Outer Orlando's finishing hard and flashing home as Jimmy Locke off the track. Oh Jimmy Locke dives got up I reckon. This could be a treble for Connolly and Grimer. Not sure. Maybe on the outside Jimmy Locke a nose to outer Orlando. Yeah it came with a barnstorming finish 
And uh, that was a nice performance to win the J.E. Binskin free-for-all. J.E., one of the legends of, uh, of harness racing in this country and uh, in this state. And I'm pleased to say that uh, Jimmy Locke's trainer, Joe Connolly, joins me online this morning for a chat. G'day, Joe, and congratulations. Yeah, thanks, Freddie. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, good as gold. Look, it was a big night. We'll, we'll work backwards, if we can, uh, through your runners. Uh, Jimmy Locke, we'll touch on him. This is an eight-year-old. That was his fifth win for you. Uh, his third win this season, and he's earned just under 33000 this season alone. He's doing some really good things for you. Mate, he's one of those horses that just knows how to find the winner's circle. He, um, he's always had the ability. It doesn't matter where he's been. He's, he's had a few trainers across his career. But, mm. you know, when he's on, he's on. And you saw last night that, you know, he was in the zone. And once he got into clear air, he just really lets down hard and, you know, savages the line. So, you know, he's can surprise you sometimes. He wins when he's unexpected, and sometimes he can throw in some shockers too in between. But um, no, he's definitely on last night. Professional little racehorse, Joe. What's he like around the stable? Is he well-behaved, well-mannered? Yeah, he's pretty cruisy. You know, he's a good fun horse. He's nice to get along with and, you know, just happy to be part of the team and go about his business. Nothing seems to phase him too much. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, one of those horses that you really just like having in the barn because you know that, you know, he can race against any horse, and, you know, if he's on, he's going to put himself in the finish somewhere. Well, he's won a couple of nice races for you, too, along the way, and another free-for-all last night. So uh, he's uh, he's really uh, paying his way. His connections actually had a double, which I'll, I'll get back to in a, in a moment, uh, Matty Lapard and the, and the family, and uh, good, good to see for them. But your second winner of, of the night was Loyalist. Now, this is a really good horse. You've had him now for 13 starts. You got him from New Zealand. He's won six, he's placed six, so he's only missed the check once, Joe. What, before we talk about last night, what drew you to him you know, when you saw and, and heard that he was on the market in New Zealand? Was there something you, you, you felt you could do to improve the horse? Yeah, it, it was sort of, you know, there was a lot of luck involved in, in picking him up. Um, mm. I was on the lookout for a horse and, you know, speak to, to a few people to, to try and find the right one and his name got thrown my way and I had a look at him and, yeah, while he hadn't won that many, I think he'd only won four across the ditch, you know, out of 50-odd starts, mm. he'd been really consistent. And, you know, he'd run a lot of top four, top five finishes, you know, never beaten a far. He seemed to find the line pretty well every week. Mm. And he chased down some nice horses, you know, some of some of Purden's nice horses that were racing over there. And some horses have come here and, and done a good job over here, like Uncle Chan for Blake and, you know, a few others, Dracarys, I think mm. he'd raced a couple of times and, yeah, he wasn't beating them, but he was hot on their heels. So yeah. I thought I had the feeling that he was going to come across a, a relatively low-graded horse with a bit of ability, and, you know, he just liked to follow the speed. But, yeah, the surprise back at, with him has just been the, the actual finishing burst that he's got. He, he's actually got some really good speed to let down with, which is, you know, it's a big asset. That's his, that's his go, and that's what makes him excel at Manangle, I think, Joe. Just that, mm-hmm. that big straight, he gets time to wind up. Yeah, it took us a couple of goes just to work out how to drive him. Um, yeah. The first couple of starts we gave him were at Penrith, and you know, on the small track, we sort of felt we wanted to be in front. We knew he had some ability. Um, mm. And then, you know, he, he, first couple of times we, we went to Menengel, we actually drew pretty well. So we sort of got across to the pegs and looked to hold. But, you know, it, it, you know after a couple of runs, we realised that the long straight, you know, he's just better chasing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've we just modified our driving style a little bit and Seaton's worked him out really well. And, you know, he's able to time his runs with him and, you know, he just knows where that finish line is now and he, he comes hard every week and, and gives his best. And, you know, he, I think he's a horse that's going places. 
you kick the night off on a winning note uh, with a, a Quinella, in fact, Dampless Bay, uh, had a nice sit in behind that was able to uh, uh, find the line. And, and your runner up in the race was uh, Spirit and Soul. Now, uh, it was changed uh, from Spirit and Soul. Oh, sorry, its name was changed from Spirit of Anzac to Spirit and Soul. Uh, races under the BPM Bloodstock banner, so a good night for, for Brendan and the team. But Quinella uh, uh, in the first race, kind of put the writing on the wall for you, Joe. Were you then feeling pretty confident you could, you know, pick up other races, knowing how well the others were, were, were training, you know, training in work? Yeah, well, going into the night, I sort of thought Loyalists was probably our best chance. And, yeah. you know, Seaton was pretty confident about Jimmy Lockie. He said he felt really good in his track work during the week. So we, we knew they were both going to run good races. Um, yeah, the benefit was just the good draws in the first race. You know, we yeah. sort of felt there was every chance that Titian Radio would want to hold up and... If not, then Ranger Bond would be spearing across. But either of those two were going to roll along. So we were able to just drop straight to the fence and get the good suck run in behind. And, mm-hmm. you know, with that solid tempo, it sort of played out pretty nicely for both those horses, you know, two and three fence. And they got into clear air at the top of the straight and had their chance. And, you know, over the long trip, it really suits if you can just do nothing early and it's fine clear running at the right time. You're always going to be there and thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Joe, you've been training now for 10 years. Um, for those that aren't aware, you are actually a detective in the New South Wales Police. Um, so I guess the question, how do you go juggling a, a career in the police? And obviously it is a career because you've, you've worked your way through from uh, uniform into the into the Ds um, and, and also training horses. How, how, how do you go juggling that? You must have a pretty good boss. Yeah, I do. <laughs> They're pretty accommodating. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they look after you where they can, and you know, I think that has certainly helps. But at the end of the day, it's just long hours. It's a lot of work sometimes. Um, yes. Yeah, and it's a fine line between having the right number of horses and having one too many, which sort of how many have you got? Just sorry, how many have you got? Uh, at the more. moment, we've got ten between Seaton and I. Um, right. Yes. So it's just enough to you know we can tick them over. We generally have about. Five at my place and five at Seaton's. He's only five mm-hmm. minutes up the road from me. So we work mm-hmm. them between us. Um, but it's, it's just that, that fine line of keeping the right numbers. So, you know, it keeps us busy on the track, which is where we want to be doing the work and not having so many that we can't handle it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and Seaton certainly... would be a massive, um, you know, help to you in that environment where you do have other, you know, another career. Oh, he is, he is. You know, having him come on board in the last few years has been, you know, huge. It's changed. You know, I've been able to restructure everything that we're doing here so mm. that we can have more horses in. We can get to the right race meetings. Uh, you know, Seaton in particular lately, he's been doing a lot of travelling. He, he's going to Bathurst on a Wednesday and Newcastle on a Friday. And it's meant that we're able to place the horses a little bit better at times too. Uh, you know, particularly over the, the Sydney Carnival when Menangle got really strong for a few weeks. It was nice to be able to, yeah. to take the horses elsewhere to try and pick up a couple of winners. Um, you know, and it's just, you know, having him in the back pocket and he works a lot more flexibly, he's working for himself so he can, mm. you know, get the horses to the track if I'm stuck at work or, or whatever needs to happen. So, you know, without him, you know, I'd probably be working three or four horses and, and just poking away, but um, having him on board makes a big difference. I remember when uh, I first met you, when you first got involved 10 years ago, I think for memory, Joe, you, you might have only had one horse in work, maybe two at the top, so... Um, clearly, this this is a partnership that's sort of you know really you know, really suits. Uh, and with Seaton, I have to say, look, we always knew he was a prodigious talent as a driver, but I, I just think in the last six months, the light bulb has switched on, and he's driving much better. 
He's more patient in his races, and we we see that with Jimmy Locke and and Loyalist. He's he's driving them, you know, nice and patient. It must please you to see a young fellow who you've had a massive amount to do with start to really excel. And when you start talking about the young gun drivers in our state, and we've got plenty of them, he's certainly right in the mix. Yeah, it's exciting. You know, um, I sort of made a decision probably three years ago that, you know, I was going to pick and stick and, you know, I wanted yep. a stable driver that, you know, I would have on all my horses and get to know them. And, you know, I knew from pretty early on that Seton had some ability to work with. So it was just a matter mm. of, you know, getting him to focus and, and hone his skills. And, you know, things like his patience are something, you know, he did cut his teeth at Penrith on a track where you sort of want to be aggressive and want to get to the front end all the time. Mm-hmm. So that's to learn to drive at an angle and, yeah, horses like Loyalist and Jimmy Lock have been terrific for him because they've taught him, you know, that you have to race differently with all those sorts of horses. And, you know, now he's just gone to that next level, as you say. I think, you know, he, he crossed his 100th winner off last night. He's driven, I think, six or seven winners this week alone. Mm. Um, and, yeah, he's really just going to that next level now, which is great to see. And as I said, it must be, you know, giving you some great satisfaction. Before we wrap up, Joe, one of your, your stable stars recently retired. Tell us about uh, Golden Year. Yeah, mate, he was a terrific horse, and it was, you know, sad to see it happen. Um, unfortunately, about 12 months ago, he, he had a small tear in a suspensory, and, mm. yeah, we got him through the first one, and then he tore it again a little bit higher up, so we ended up, we gave him four or five months off and brought him back, and, you know, he was actually feeling really good. He got through his track work, he got through a couple of trials, and we had him in the fields at Penrith last week, and then the, the final hobble before he started, he, he tore it a third time, so... Mm. Um, Unfortunately, not to me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. it, yeah, look, we had to look after the horse. He, he'd been terrific to us. He'd been terrific to Sweden in particular. Um, you know, it was a horse that was able to, to give him a lot of confidence in driving and, and teach him how to race speed. And, you know, the horse that just had that toughness about him that you could, you know, you could just go forward and not worry if you got caught parked outside the lead. He'd just, he'd always give his best. So, you know, a great horse to learn on in that sense, but it gave us plenty of thrills along the way. So, mm-hmm. Mm. You know, um, sad to see him retire, but we want to look after his welfare first. So um, he's now going to find a nice paddock to, to recover in and see what's next in his life. He's going to live the life of Riley, no doubt about it. I'm sure he'll enjoy retirement. Joe, congratulations. It was a great achievement for both you and Seton, but I know the work that you've put in over the, the last 10 years to get to where you're at. It's a real passion, this uh, this game that you have, um, and you're juggling it with uh, a very important uh, and, and, and public service career that... Uh, you know, we thank you for your service on that front, but uh, keep up the good work with the harness racing and I'll see you at the track soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Fred. Appreciate it. Good on you. There he is, Grant Joe Connolly. What about that? He's juggling yeah. a high-level, you know, high-pressure career in the cops, you know, and he's a, he's a detective. He's, you know, dealing with some, you know, pretty serious things at times. And, and then, weird uh, hours too, which adds to weird the... Hours, yeah. Uh, yeah, and as he said, like, he, he's very reliant on the efforts that young Seaton puts in and uh, yeah, with, you know, Seaton's only a young man and he's got some incredible talent and, and and I really mean what I said I think you know Seaton very very good driver had all the talent in the world but now he's really starting to put himself in that upper echelon where he's becoming more experienced the, the, the time in the sulk has made a difference and he's also just becoming a patient driver and also yeah, fair to say he's now driving a slightly better level of horse and that makes a difference to confidence as well. I think he's a star of the future, Seaton, and he's just going to get better. One name to put down in our little black books for yeah. when we're you know, looking for drivers to, to, to back.
Indeedy. All right, mate. Well, that's uh, on the pace for another um, Sunday morning. I'll be back next Sunday. We've got uh, a, a busy week coming up. It's uh, been a busy week already. Young had a terrific carnival of cups, uh, as did Broken Hill on uh, on the weekend on Friday. So it's been a great uh, week, and there's plenty more to come in the world of harness racing, and we'll bring it to you right through the week and on the pace. And as I said, I'll be back next Sunday. Here you go. Finish off what's left of that bottle of champagne, buddy. <laughs> no, it was a great, just very quickly yeah. I went to the winner's room after the presentation They have a room at Menangle where the winning connections are invited in And they watch the TV, on the replay on loop And they're bandying around the champagne and the beer for the winning connections And someone offered me a beer By gee, I was tempted, but it was only race two So I had to decline <laughs> <laughs> I think you could have been excused, Freddie Have a good week, buddy All the best, all the best, Fred Fred Hastings there with On The Pace